step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Ready, Just call me Swanny. Tiger style. Tiger style. Finally, Clemson Sports Talk has come back to drive time. Hello, everybody. Lawton Swan back in the saddle. Once again, it is the show that shakes the Southland. Clemson Sports Talk for you each and every afternoon as you make your way around the great state of South Carolina and beyond listening to us on incredible radio stations like Fox Sports Radio, 1400 the Midlands, but around the world on the iHeart Radio application. Download today. It is free. The website, put the dot .com on it, dog on it, that's ClemsonSportsTalk.com. 803-450-0086. Text line and the phone line. So last night I got invited, well last week I got invited to go on one of these uh, Twitter chats, if you will, where people you know jump in and I was on with a guy from Mississippi State and uh, we had several people in there. Asking us questions about uh, the teams, about Clemson, about Mississippi State, about recruiting, about the out, you know, the 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 um, you know outcomes projected outcomes for this year, and looking at it, you know, I I go through Clemson's schedule, and I, I do feel like the two games that you probably at this point have to really eyeball and, and circle are, well, in conference, uh, Florida State and possibly Miami on the road. Now, out of conference, you've got Notre Dame and South Carolina. So those four games will be games that I think that you've really got to keep your eye on. The least of these would be the South Carolina game simply because I think what you saw last year was more of an outlier than a results of a future event of what's going to take place over the long haul. Um, as a matter of fact, and credit, listen, I cr- I credit the Gamecocks, I credit uh, Shane Beamer for that victory because I thought Clemson was in the midst of a stretch where they were going to possibly run it out to maybe a decade of wins consecutively. And for Shane Beamer, to be able to snap Clemson's seven-game winning streak would have been eight with a COVID year where they played. But to to go out and win that game last year was a, a big step in the right direction. But I also think, to a degree, for players on the Clemson roster, a wake-up call. 
I think the players perhaps thought that they were just going to beat South Carolina because they were entitled to beat South Carolina. And I think that the Gamecocks, conversely, will have a confidence this year that will be even greater than the confidence they had a year ago, which was pretty incredible given how dominant Clemson had been in the matchup over this seven-year, over this seven-slash-eight-year frame. Nonetheless, one of the topics that came up during the conversation was the one of Clemson's offense and whether or not what you saw over the past couple of seasons was more about DJ Uyunglele or more about Clemson's offensive scheme. And one of the things that I've that I've kind of said here on the program, and I, I think it's fair to, to say, I mean, when you change coordinators like Clemson did, and you also have a new a, a new quarterback, it becomes pretty difficult to really assess where did the, the problems lie. So just for the sake of the numbers here, all right, if you look at 2012, last season for your Clemson Tigers, when you talk about what this team did offensively, right? So offensive totals for Clemson in 2022. The Tigers under Brandon Streeter with DJ Uyunglele, obviously Kate Klubnik uh, played his role as well. But in those ball games, Clemson on average, and I'm, I'm going to round these numbers, went 21 of 34 for 232 yards passing and 1.7 touchdowns per game. That's through the air. So passing stats were 21 of 34 for 232 yards and 1.7 touchdowns per game. Rushing stats a year ago, the Tigers averaged 39 rushes per game for 178 yards and 2.2 touchdowns. Now, how does that compare to the 2021 season where you had similar personnel and a different coordinator? This would have been DJ Uyunglele along with Tony Elliott as the offensive coordinator. So what those numbers break down to is 17. Well, if we're rounding up, we round up to 18 completions out of 32 attempts for 191 yards, less than one passing touchdown per game, 0.9 touchdowns passing in 2021 for Clemson. Then the rushing totals, it was 37 attempts. They averaged 170 yards per game and two touchdowns. So the offense under Brandon Streeter with 
DJ Uyunglele certainly increased. But what if we take it back to prior, before DJ? Not a great season, given the final results coming up short against Ohio State in the college football playoff. I think most Clemson Tiger fans, with Trevor Lawrence being a junior, expected more. In terms of the the output, that was the COVID-19 season. Uh, Clemson did get into the college football playoff. I you know 10-2. Uh, one loss was on the road at Notre Dame when D- when Trevor Lawrence was not quarterback in Clemson. But the bigger question is, what did that offense look like by comparison, in my opinion, to these two? Because we know that if you factor in DJ Uyunglele and you kind of take an average of that, you were looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 completions per game, 33 attempts, Average yardage somewhere just above 200 per game. You follow what I'm saying? Like, so was it the the, the quarterback or was it the system? And I I know comparing DJ to Trevor Lawrence in, in that season's probably quite a bit unfair, but DJ was also a part of that offense. And DJ had big numbers in that matchup against Notre Dame, that loss back in 2020. But here's what it looked like the year prior, okay? And you tell me, this is Tony Elliott with Trevor and DJ. 27 completions per game. That's plus six on last season. That's plus nine on 2021. 40 attempts per game. That's plus six on last season. That's plus eight on 2021. So they were throwing the ball more, but they weren't uh you know, they weren't throwing incompletions. Those were completed passes, those additional throws that they were making. How about yardage? Passing with Trevor, 348 near 349 if we round it. 349 yards. Even compared to last season, that's 117 more yards. 117. How about compared to DJ's first year with, mind you, the same offensive coordinator? What did those numbers look like in 2021? 158 yards down. Minus 158 from the season before. Touchdowns in 2020, passing 2.6. Nearly nearly two more touchdowns passing per game than in 2021. And nearly one more passing touchdown per game than this past season. Now, if you want to look at the rushing stats... What did those look like? Well, 34 attempts, just under where Clemson's been the past couple of seasons. 34 attempts, 154 yards rushing, under where they've been recently. And then 2.8 touchdowns per game, which is up 
offensive productivity with Trevor Lawrence and Tony Elliott far and away greater than the productivity of Tony Elliott and DJ Uyunglele or DJ Uyunglele and Brandon Streeter. Here's the thing. When you change both, when you change both the quarterback and the offensive coordinator, it is going to be incredibly difficult to tell. Especially if things go go very well. Was that the quarterback? Was that the coordinator? Was that the system? Was it all three of those things? Like, What is it that was the catalyst to a, a return like Robert Griffin III thinks you might see from Clemson? Which would potentially catapult them into conversations about the college football playoff. And I don't know. I don't know how you can gather that information appropriately. Even if Clemson were to skyrocket back up to their 2020 numbers, you can't say definitively, I believe it was X, Y, or Z. You might say it's a combination of all three. And while I don't tend to go into something like this believing that it was just one thing, if your hypothesis is that the problem was DJ Ui Ungulale, and if someone were to tell you, well, we may never know that because of all the changes that Clemson's made this year, I will say this, and it actually came to me last night while I was on that Twitter chat. You know, DJ made some comments the other day talking about his reasons for leaving Clemson and the factors in going to Oregon State. And look, I'm, I'm not a guy that is, I'm not anti-DJ by any means, but I thought Clemson last season, when things continued to look a lot like 2021, should have gone a little sooner to K. Klubnik. They chose not to. But now DJ's gone, and he, out west, is the metric. Whether he wants to be or not. Forget all the change at Clemson. You know, like I say, when you're a scientist, you know you can't change two variables. You do that and you don't know which one is the thing that righted the ship. You just don't know. But if DJ fails, I'm not rooting for him to fail. But if DJ fails, if DJ doesn't have a productive season at Oregon State, then all of this about Brandon Streeter or Tony Elliott or whatever, to me, becomes a moot point. At that point, if DJ doesn't have a good season at Oregon State, I think you can say that the issues that Clemson's had over the past couple of years belonged in the lap of Big Cinco. Because... If he's, if he's not great at Oregon State or even gets beat out or doesn't get the start or whatever, then that would mean, that would say to me that it was about DJ's productivity. The thing I can't ever, the thing I just can't ever justify or, or, or put my finger on, and I, I think this is the great mystery of DJ Uyunglele's career 
And that, of course, was his performance against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Like of all the of all the things that he did that you go, man, why in the world would DJ do that? What's he thinking? Why is this kid not playing up to the expectations? Why doesn't he look like a five-star quarterback? What's wrong with our offense? Like all of that. All of that is only is only uh amplified by the performance that he had against Notre Dame on the road as a true freshman. Because no matter how many times I think about it, I will never be able to just, in my brain, just say, oh, you know what? He got lucky that night. DJ was lucky on November 7th, 2020. Luck does not deliver 29 of 44 for 439 yards and two touchdowns. That's not luck. Now, he might have been fortunate that Notre Dame didn't have a whole lot of fans in the arena because of COVID-19. But when you, as as a Clemson person, go back and watch that game, like, you know how you feel about DJ right now after watching him perform in 2021 and 2022. You know the feeling that you have every time he went out on the field. Pretty much his entire career after that opening game against Georgia. And even then, you weren't like definitely down on him. You were just like, man, that Georgia defense is really good. But go throw that Notre Dame game on. And just watch him for a minute. And you will feel like you've watched a completely different person. You know in Scooby-Doo, when they'd catch the criminal at the end or whatever, and they'd go, oh, crazy Mr. Harmon. And then they'd rip that mask off a second time and you'd be like, oh no, it was Mr. Jennings just dressed up as Mr. Harmon. Yes, might have gotten away with it too. If it wasn't for these blasted kids and their dogs. I mean, that's the way I feel. I like. I feel like you could go on the field and, and grab DJ's helmet and rip it off and go, Trevor Lawrence, what were you doing under there? You're supposed to be out of the game with COVID. Instead, instead, somehow that's the same guy that you saw the rest of his career. It'll blow your mind. Go put it on. I've done it. You will watch the way he carries himself, the confidence that he plays with, the swagger. If you got nothing going on this weekend, take a minute, go watch that game. Just If you want to save yourself some time, just watch the Clemson offense. And, and more specifically, just watch DJ Uyunglele. Because my hunch is, when it's all said and done, you'll go, holy cow, how in the world, how in the world was that the same guy that I saw over the past couple of seasons? And here's the thing. The numbers bear it out. Whether it was Tony Elliott and DJ, way down. DJ and Brandon Streeter up a little 
from where they were a year ago with 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 uh, Tony Elliott, but nowhere near the numbers that were put up the previous season before it was DJ's. And DJ is the variable to watch, even though he's in a completely different system. If he's bad at Oregon State, then all of your concerns about the offense might be washed away by now having Garrett Riley and a new quarterback in Kate Klubnick taking over. Stay with us. Rocking and rolling along with you on a Thursday afternoon, 803-450-0086, our website. ClemsonSportsTalk.com. That's ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Go check it out. Join us for a dollar after that $63.17 for one year of coverage of your Clemson Tigers. And we do appreciate every one of you being a part of what we do here. So I know out of the gates, we talked about the the whole deal with with Clemson's offense and, and what that's looked like over the years. But I just happened to have my television on the uh, NFL Live show that ESPN has, and they were talking about contracts in the NFL because Lamar Jackson signed a five-year, $260 million deal with the Baltimore Ravens, of which $185 million was guaranteed or is guaranteed. But they threw up a graphic of the highest guaranteed contracts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. In the NFL. And... You know, I know there's a, a lot of talk about the, the contract that Patrick Mahomes signed a couple of years ago, and, and that thing was close to, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, um, but it was close to like half a billion dollars. I mean, it was, it was a, a ridiculous number. But they put up the most guaranteed money in the NFL, and we know that Jalen Hurts recently got a new deal. Hurts at $180 million guaranteed. Lamar Jackson now checks in with $185 million guaranteed. Kyler Murray has $189.5 million guaranteed money. Do you know who the number one player is in the NFL in terms of guaranteed money? It's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson 
has $230 million guaranteed right now. That's guaranteed. He gets every drop of that. Two thirty. Forty and a half million dollars more than second best in the league in terms of guaranteed money. Like that that's like if you think about everything that's gone on with Deshaun Watson and now being the quarterback with the Browns. To think about the number there being that much larger. Deshaun Watson's, the gap between Watson and Kyler Murray, $40.5 million difference. Do you know how many players you can, you can pay? With forty and a half million, and that's the gap. I mean, dude, that's kind of mind blowing. Pat Mahomes's contract or salary. I uh, just pulled it up. I told you it was close to half a million. It, or excuse me, half a billion. It was. He had an extension that pays him as much as $503 million through 2031. His average pay per season is $45 million, which is not even among the top five players in the NFL. And I'm looking to see what the guarantee was. $63 million was guaranteed. For Patrick Mahomes. So Deshaun Watson's 230. Was 167 million more guaranteed. Than Patrick Mahomes. And again Jalen Hurts was only 180 million. So you know Watson's. Just $13 million less than the grand total <laughs> that Jalen Hurts is guaranteed. That's the difference in Watson and Mahomes. And don't get me wrong, Pat. If you take home $503 million, that's great. That's fantastic. But at this point, that contract that he got, and I remember when he got that deal, I remember thinking, holy moly. We're giving Pat Mahomes a half a billion dollar deal. 10 years, 503 million. That's 50.3 million a year. That's $137,808 a day. That comes out to $5,742 an hour. $96 a minute. And a dollar and 60 cent a second for Pat, Mah- Pat Mahomes' contract. But yet, Deshaun Watson, 
far and away the most guaranteed money in the NFL. I didn't realize. I had no idea. It's not like it's close. It's not like Kyler Murray's at 189.5 and Deshaun Watson's at 200 million. You know, 11 million more. 5 million more. He's at 230. 40 million more guaranteed for DW4. Those quarterbacks, man, that is the spot the, that is the spot to be in in the NFL. It's high pressure. But it is, you are getting paid. You are getting paid. Unbelievable. 803-450-0086. Text line, phone line, be a part of the show. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Coming up in hour two, don't forget, legendary Clemson SID Tim Beret will join the program. We got a break coming up, though. Got to hit it. Keep it locked right here on the show that shakes the Southland. It is the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk on a Thursday. All right, so a couple of days ago, there was a sports betting group, I guess, the Ohio Casino Control Commission. You may have heard about this. It came out and halted betting because of some suspicious activity on Alabama's baseball with uh, their matchup with LSU. LSU's the number one team at the time. Who knew? Nobody, I mean, people were like, well, what could that be? What would flag it? Maybe it was just an accident. Maybe it was just people thinking, okay, LSU's going to win this series. We'll go hard and heavy on, on the Tigers. Like, I don't know how, as a betting commission, you go, ooh, that's questionable. But something clearly raised some red flags. And apparently those red flags should have been Crimson flags because it all seems to point towards the Alabama baseball team if you are connecting the dots at home, of which I guess I am. As Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon was fired today, five days after suspicious wagering was detected during the Crimson Tides game against LSU. The school announced that athletic director Greg Byrne had initiated the termination process for Bohannon for, quote, among other things, violating the standards, duties, and responsibilities expected of a university employee. Jason Jackson would be Alabama's interim coach, according to the school, which said it will not provide further comment due to an ongoing review. According to the alleged suspicious activity, took place Friday at the sports bet, uh, sports book at the Great American Ballpark. The investigation is centered on two bets on the Tigers to win from the same unidentified customer. Multiple industry sources reported to ESPN. So there you go. The NCAA, this is a quote from the NCAA spokesperson. The NCAA takes sports wagering very seriously and is committed to the protection of student-athlete well-being and the integrity of competition. We will work with our partners to protect student-athletes in the sports they play. The association is monitoring the situation. Pennsylvania also became another state. It looks like four states, according to the article I'm reading here, 
Indiana, New Jersey, Ohio, and, and, and Pennsylvania all halted betting on Alabama baseball as a matter of precaution until further notice. That's we. I mean, that's weird, right? Like, what? What is the red flag? Like, how? I can't wait. Like, this is a. This is like Matlock, man. I can't wait for it to unfold in front of me. I want to know how this went down. I gotta know. Eight zero three four five zero 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 eighty six. Speaking of, I gotta know. Talking about the D1 baseball field of 64 projections. You got to know what it's going to look like. Again, Clemson, two weeks ago, remember, not even not even on the radar. Not even on the radar in the 64-team field. But after a couple of impressive series victories, all of a sudden, there they are right in the mix. Number one still in the country, I just mentioned them, LSU. Projected the host as the number one seed in the Baton Rouge Regional. Regional. Wake Forest projected as the number two overall seed hosting in Winston-Salem. Vanderbilt, the number three overall seed hosting in Nashville. South Carolina, the number four overall seed in this projection hosting in Columbia. Arkansas, the fifth overall seed hosting in Fayetteville. Florida, the sixth overall seed hosting in Gainesville. Duke checks in as the seventh overall seed hosting in Durham. Stanford checks in as the eighth overall seed hosting in Stanford. Coastal Carolina, the ninth overall seed hosting in Conway. West Virginia, the tenth overall seed in Morgantown. The Miami Hurricanes hosting as an 11th seed in Coral Gables. The 12th seed Oregon Ducks hosting in Eugene. The 13th seed at Oklahoma State. Cowboys hosting in Stillwater. 14th seed right now, Boston College hosting in Brighton, Massachusetts. 15th seed, Dallas Baptist hosting in Dallas. And the 16th seed currently, Indiana State hosting in Terre Haute, Indiana. But where did your Tigers lie? Where do they fall? Last time we were here, Clemson was a two seed in that regional with Coastal Carolina. Now the Tigers are projected as a two-seed in the Columbia Regional with South Carolina as the one-seed, Clemson the two, Walford, the Terrier Dogs, checking in at three. My dad's alma mater, and he's a former Walford baseball player. So uh, that would be a tough one for Pops. And then, of course, Davidson, the fourth overall seed in that Columbia Regional. But that's where Clemson currently sits a big weekend series, though, coming up against Louisville. And if Clemson could take care of business in that one, you know, win two out of three, sweep, whatever, this time next week, perhaps the Tigers would be deemed a regional host. The Cardinals enter ranked uh, number 22 in the country. Clemson is also ranked by perfect game as the 18th best team in the land. So good matchup here. Tomorrow at 6 o'clock, just as soon as we go off the air, they'll get underway. 
Saturday at 2 p.m., Sunday at noon, all games on the ACC Network Extra. Our buddy William Qualkenbush will be on the call. He was on the show Monday. So uh, you could tune in and catch him this weekend on the call on ESPN Network Extra. But for Clemson, huge opportunity sitting in front of them this weekend. Can they move on up into one of the top 16 seeds? We'll see how it goes, but they have a shot, and they got a good team in Louisville coming in. And again, all those start times are account the weather. 803-450-0086. We put a bow on hour one. We hit up with Tim Beret in hour two. Keep it locked right here on the show that shakes the Southland. Final segment of hour number one coming up. Tim Beret, legendary Clemson SID, joins the program, the ins and the outs of the Clemson Tiger program, plus a stunning stat, a stunning statistic out of the Clemson Tiger golf program, which is near and dear to Tim's heart. We'll dive into that with him on the program at 5 o'clock when he joins us. All right, a couple of, couple of quick things. Like, Are you riding right now in the car listening to the show? On Fox Sports Radio 1400. You got it You got it locked in on the AM dial right now? Let me tell you something. This is, this is wild, but there's talk right now about AM radio being removed from new cars and trucks. Car makers say it's too big of a hurdle to make it work in the new electric vehicles. And then, of course, you could just listen to Fox Sports Radio 1400 other ways, like through our streaming signal. That's great and all, but look, AM radio is a lifeline especially when there's no power or your phone is dead or you're in an area where you don't have coverage. FEMA and first responders need AM radio because we broadcast emergency information in real time. Think about it. Weather warnings, watches, all delivered by AM radio. AM has unmatched reach and resilience. And of course, it's free. AM radio provides vital and timely information, life-saving information in real time. The latest information on shelter locations, safety information. Look, I get it. Your phone's got text alerts. But those are no substitute for broadcasting, and that's assuming that the cell networks are even up and running. A one-line text cannot take the place of a voice. A live connection with you until the crisis passes. This hits home for me. Like I've been telling you, I was an AM radio listener, have been, still am. Do you think it's right that when you're in your car that you lose access to Fox Sports Radio 1400? While you're driving around town? Oh, I don't have an AM dial in my car? Of course not. You need to make your voice heard on this issue. Text AM to 52886 to let Congress know that you want to keep AM radio in all cars and trucks. That's AM to 52886. That's how you can let Congress know your thoughts on it. Standard message and data rates apply. Now, diving back into what we were saying earlier, though, talking about the Clemson Tiger baseball team, again, projected right now, Projected right now, look, if you're a Gamecock listening to the program and you're just tuning in or you're a Tiger just tuning in, well, this is technically more for the Gamecocks. So you could continue to peek over the fence at the best radio show in the nation. They've got the Tigers and the Gamecocks, 1-2, in the Columbia Regional. Three being Walford, four being 
Davidson. So a nice, literally, regional matchup uh, that would be put together at this point. But a chance, of course, for Clemson to move up this weekend with a three-game series against a top 25 opponent in Louisville. But Tiger Chuck, at the beginning of the year, wrote an article for our website giving some insight into this Clemson Tiger baseball team, and he felt really good about it. And even Tiger Chuck will admit they were slow out of the gates. Some pretty disappointing losses. Some probably what you would call at this point in the year based off of the way they played, some inexcusable losses. But here's what Tiger Chuck said to me yesterday. He said, Swanee, I tried to tell people about this baseball team. They didn't believe me. We have a good team. I really think this team can host a regional. And Tiger Chuck, as you can tell, I, I am at the point where I agree with you. We'll see what Tim Bray thinks about it uh, as well. Obviously, and, and we touched on this with William Qualkenbush, what's come along with the pitching staff and the bullpen uh, and the support that they've had there has been important. Uh, but so too has the situation at the plate and, and the way these guys are... Um, what's the right word here, Tiger Chuck? You you know better than I do, um, being a guy that's been around baseball uh, a lot more in your life than I have. But I, I think the the right phrasing is, um, it's not confidence at the plate per se that that I feel like I'm seeing, but I I do feel like that this ball club at this point there's a belief, you know. Teams can can project sort of their mentality. And and even as as fans, when we're watching a game, doesn't matter if it's baseball, football, basketball, doesn't matter pro college. You get a vibe. Like when I watch the Carolina Hurricanes hockey team, by the way, up 1-0. Let's go. Our Hurricanes up 1-0. My Lakers play tonight, by the way. But when when you watch this Clemson Tiger baseball team right now, like when when they need a big hit, I just get the feeling, hey, they're gonna get it. Like it's 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 not confidence. I don't know what the right word is for what I, I what I feel. It's just the belief that that they are going to be successful. And I, I think you're kind of seeing that filter down a little bit, uh, even to the point where in that second matchup this past weekend, the loss to Boston College, I kind of thought the whole time, hey, at any moment, they're going to flip the switch. They didn't, but I think that's a different spot than I've seen this program be in in the past where when they needed a big hit, I kind of felt like I don't think they're going to deliver. They look a little tight. They look a little, uh, you know, maybe it's a, they're, they're just, maybe the word is confidence. I don't, I don't know. Tiger Chuck, you tell me. What am I looking for? Let me know that word that I'm looking for. Um, because the opposite of it's tight. Yeah, and, and I don't think that the right terminology is loose either. Um, but it is a it is a confidence and and a belief that they're gonna deliver. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And if they don't, I don't think they get so down on themselves that they can't bounce right back. Speaking of bouncing right back, we've got a hard time break coming up here at the top of the hour or heading into the top of the hour. We'll come back with Tim Beret at 5 o'clock. Make sure you keep it locked right here on the show that shakes the Southland, Clemson Sports Talk. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Just call me Swanny. Tiger style. Tiger style. Is our number two. That's drive time right here on the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton Swan hanging out with you. Legendary Clemson SID, longtime Clemson SID, still does work for Clemson University, even though he is retired. Tim Beret joins the program. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Beret. Tim, welcome in. Thanks for taking time to be a part of the program today. Glad to do it. Hey, look, I, I tell you what, Dabo Sweeney, uh, his run of success uh, in the NFL with five stars, I think it was Clemson's Twitter account that maybe put it out, or ESPN1 put out a graphic uh, just with what they've done, getting uh, those high-profile players drafted. We know it's a big deal, your success on the field uh, in at the collegiate level as to why guys want to come play for your program, but then to be able to continue to place high-profile guys in the league uh, is something, too, that certainly has to weigh uh, pretty heavily in Clemson's favor on the recruiting trail. Yeah, I got a chuckle out of uh, out of all that because, uh, uh, you know, twin was it two weeks ago, uh, and it made the local talk shows up here. There was a story written by a guy who covered the Green Bay Packers for 40 years, and he was quoting uh, – uh, some pro scouts that uh, said there was a Clemson jinx about defensive players. It was a pretty negative story, quite frankly. Um, and he sure left out a lot of facts in the story. I mean, he went, he went all the way back to Banks McFadden claiming Banks McFadden was a bust because <laughs> he played one year in the NFL, led the league in yards per carry, by the way, and then just decided to come back to Clemson. He missed Clemson. He didn't like New York. Um, so, uh, so I, I did get a kick out of that and that, you know, there were, uh, there were some other stories last week after the draft that 
had some good quotes about Clemson from some of the. Uh, I mean, you know, you can you can write it however you want on on every school. As every school has had busts, every school has had guys who've gone on to be all pro uh, if they're a prominent prominent program. You know what was funny about? It? I actually got asked about it yesterday as well uh, on the show, and the thing uh, about that to me is. It's as if nobody saw the stats that were coming out during the season this past year where Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence uh, were two of the top defensive linemen in the league. And I think a lot of this is is kind of in recent years probably held to the feet of Cleland Farrell being a, a top five pick and yet maybe his productivity not being the same as other top five selections in a similar position. But I would argue... And maybe because I have a radio show and talk about Clemson quite a bit, that nobody expected Cleveland Farrell to be taken that high. So when the Raiders make what I would call a reach up for him, uh, it's tough to put. It's really tough to put that baggage of maybe not producing as a top five pick on Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, that's a real good point. You're right. I mean, we all thought Cleveland would maybe go twenty, twenty-five, something like that. And yeah, it was shocking that uh, that he went that high. You know, all you need to have is just one person have an opinion. Um, <laughs> right. uh, you know, only have one person to fall in love with you in the NFL draft, and that's kind of the way it is. Although I guess he's going into his fifth year in the NFL, so he can't be that bad if he's hung around <clears throat> this long. Which is certainly right about um, Dexter and Christian. Dexter, uh, you know, made the Pro Bowl. I think he made second team All Pro and. And Christian, you know, led the NFL defensive lineman in tackles this year. And he's he's an absolute monster in the middle for the New York Giants. And I would argue just their personality of, of both of those guys. I know obviously in college, Christian Wilkins was sort of highlighted amongst that, that duo as kind of being the mouthpiece, so to speak. But uh, Dexter Lawrence's introductions on you know Monday Night Football and stuff, calling himself Sexy Dexy, having his own little dance that the fans do. Uh, it is it, he is I think one of the the more fun guys for as far as former Clemson players right now, outside of probably Lawrence and uh, Travis Etienne that I enjoy watching because he's just so dominant. Yeah, no, I I agree that he. Uh... He had a terrific year. I remember, um, you know, Quentin Nelson of the Colts is regarded as one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, and uh, he had a great game against him, as I remember this this past uh, year. Uh, so, yeah, no, you're you're right, and uh, he was that way. He had a big personality when uh, when he was here, and um, yeah, that was you know pretty ma- my last. Uh, two years as, as the football communications director um, for those guys, and then and then the year I left, they they were all in their last year. But it was uh, fun to work uh, with. In fact, my last in uh, sports information after forty years, I organized a photo shoot for those four guys. Um, I can't remember who what it was for. I guess it was for Sports Illustrated. Now that I think of it. And uh, that was the last photo photo shoot I ever did with some of those four defensive linemen. He is Tim Barane. He joins us every Thursday to take a look at some of the historical moments in Clemson football history. Two guys taken in the first round of the NFL draft 
last Thursday. You and I were uh, on the air ahead of the draft, but looking at the results, Brian Brzee and Miles Murphy going with back-to-back selections. Um, which of those two, Murphy to the Bengals, a team that was just in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, the Saints, again, a, a very competitive team uh, in the NFL, which of those two players, Tim, do you really like where they ended up? Um, probably, well, I, I guess I kind of like, uh, uh, Murphy going to the Bengals in that he'll, uh, he'll have an older guy to uh, teach him in DJ reader. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think that that should help him in, uh, in, in, in his development. Um, I think Brian will, I think Brian's going to do very well as a pro. He just had so many things that happened to go wrong with him here, whether it be physically or, of course, his, uh, his sister passing away during his career here. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think Miles will uh, will really benefit by being on the same team as DJ Reader. You can follow him on Twitter at Tim Beret. Tim, I, I was taking a look earlier this week. The college football playoff uh, committee, the executive committee, put out the uh, dates for the expanded playoff in 2024. In 2025, and I know one of the things people had an issue with uh, were some of the Thursday games for the semifinals uh, and things of that nature. A byproduct of that, obviously, trying to avoid playing on Saturdays where the NFL has wild card games or, or playoff games or whatever. Um, is 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 there a way? I mean, I you know I don't know if you like the bigger playoff or not, but. Is there a way that this could be done better for college football fans? Because to me, the prices are so high to go to some of these games that you have to travel to. And then on top of that, you know, depending on what day of the week it is, whether it's a Thursday or a Friday, you also are missing work in, in you know some respects to get there. It starts to eliminate the opportunity for a portion of the fan base to really even be a part of it. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's kind of the same deal as, you know, when I was a, a kid, all the World Series games were on in the afternoon, and you come home after school and watch them, and now kids can't watch the World Series because they're on too late at night. Um, but point. you know what? I hate to say it. It's all about the almighty dollar, and that's, you know, that's when the ratings are higher uh, in, in baseball. So that's why we have night games in the in the world series and and that's why we're playing on thursday so we don't have to go against the nfl for the college football uh you know playoffs i mean some years it's going to work out that that we'll play uh we won't play play the same time i guess closer to a friday or whatever because the nfl doesn't play on friday but um but yeah i don't know what can be uh can be done about it when you have these isolated situations where you're going to play on a tuesday and a wednesday or or whatever the dates uh the dates are i know all the, we all scream and yell about it and we hate it but then again you know the system is going to work because of <laughs> because of money and and if the the television networks don't have the ability to raise the money they need we're not going to have uh, bonanza. We're not going to have a 12-team playoff like we like we have. The one thing I wish we could get 
change, though, if I'm just being honest. I would love the championship game to be on a Saturday. I mean, Saturdays are for college football. I, I just think that it would be an event. I think it's the thing that the Super Bowl, quite frankly, kind of misses out on because it's hard to to go, you know, gather with friends and watch the entire Super Bowl because it's late. It's a school night, on and on and on. I think to myself, man, what college football might be able to kind of corner the market on by saying, okay, we're going to go against the grain. We're going to have the championship game on Saturday nights. We're going to make it an all-day affair, and then that way people could just party it up for the, the national championship you know, wherever they were in America. Yeah, I know. I agree. There's no doubt it would be it would be more fun. But you know, I, I mean, I I have never read an article where the TV guys had put the put the money to what is the financial difference between having it on Monday mm-hmm. night versus having it on Saturday night? It must be huge, or else they would do it on Saturday. Tim Bray joining us here on a Thursday. <laughs> no, you're right. Listen, I agree. I'm not. I'm not denying it. It just, you know, what gets me though is like the NBA plays on a Saturday night, obviously because they have to, and there are other games. I mean, I, I'm with you. I'd like to know what the difference is that makes that that Monday uh, so much more valuable than a Friday night. All right, Tim. Forty-one straight times the Clemson golf team has been selected into the NCAA tournament. I mean. You talk about consistency. That is unbelievable and a record for any sport in Clemson history. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 41. That's that's pretty amazing, of course. I guess, uh, let's see, Larry Penley had 37 of those, and that's why he's going in the Clemson Hall of Fame and the State of South Carolina Hall of Fame. It is actually coming up on the 15th. I'm going down to Columbia for that. Um but yeah, and this year, of course, we're getting to host it for the first time. We've never we've never served as the host uh, before, so it's uh, going to be a Kiwi Falls um, up here, and so uh, that's that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Now the team has not been quite as good, to be honest with you, as we've been in the past. So if we ever had a year that we maybe we need a home course advantage, um, it's going to be you know this year. Uh, so we, you know, in the head to head, of course, we play a schedule. We play a top twenty schedule. I think we were sixty-eight, sixty-six, and one uh, when you when you do head to head on each uh, each tournament. And uh, so uh, you know, maybe Clemson could certainly benefit and got to finish in the uh, top five at your regional to move on to the national tournament. There's six regions and five teams each region uh, get to go. Uh, and that's how they get the 30 teams to go to the national. Now, of course, the women, Clemson women are the opposite. They have to go all the way to Pullman, Washington, and that's going to start on on Monday. Of course, Kelly Hester's team had a terrific year, won the ACC championship for the first time ever. Yeah, and she was named the uh, ACC Coach of the Year as well, right? So, I mean, two birds, one correct. stone there. Absolutely correct, yes. We've, uh, we've had a really good year. Come on strong. Nice time to come on strong here at the uh, at the end, but they're ranked in the top 25, and um, so got a chance to do something. Nobody really knows anything about the course in uh, in Pullman, Washington, but they'll get out there and get a practice round. And uh, but the NCAA does a pretty good job of golf in that they uh, you know they're pretty 
balance. They go strictly by the golf stat computer rankings as to how they fill out each regional field, and it just kind of goes in order um, of the ranking. Tim, I was just thinking about that that 41-year streak uh, dating back to, I guess, 1982, uh, looking at the release that you put out on it. And I mean, wh- where does that rank? I mean, do you even know, like, where, where does that rank amongst, like, most sports in general? Is there a, is there a golf team that's done it, you know, 45 years that I don't know about? I mean, where, where is this kind of uh, in the uh, in the annals of, of uh, the significance of making postseason play? Yeah, I think the only streak that's longer in golf is Oklahoma State. I think has been every year since 1947. Holy, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure they have had quite a tradition there. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty. That's the only streak I know that's longer. I mean, you're right. Uh, I don't know that anybody's ever put the list of of uh, you know longest streaks. I gotta believe North Carolina's women's soccer team might be up there um but also how long have they had a program right they had, when were they found soccer going yeah. back to the 70s so um uh yeah anyway so yeah you just giving me a good project to uh <laughs> to work on this summer sorry sorry didn't mean to put it on your plate but i'm not gonna lie like i you know stuff comes out you know how well i'm assuming you get all the emails like we get from the from Clemson and all the other people, and you know I I saw forty one on there, and I I literally thought, how is that even a thing? Like how has yeah. there not been? And I know the COVID year there wasn't a tournament, but nonetheless, that's that is remarkable. And again, it speaks to what Larry Penley uh, certainly built, and and you were there as a foundation of that, being a part of watching that program skyrocket all the way to a national championship. So a tip of the cap. Uh, to the Clemson men's golf yeah, the, team. The streak actually started my second year. Uh, no, the first the first bid team bid was in 1980, which was my second year. The streak started in in 1982, which was uh, my fourth year. That is that is absolutely incredible. Final thing for you uh, this weekend: big series for Clemson with Louisville. Uh, coming to Tiger Town, uh, Clemson's been hot as of late on the diamond, rocketed up the uh, r- rocketed up the rankings, and, and potentially working their way not only from being out of the tournament to maybe being uh, a host. Tim, if they keep playing the way they've been playing, they will probably host a a regional. What do you think? If you had to make a gut pick right now, will they host or won't they host? What would you say? Well, it all depends how. Strongly, the committee looks at the RPI. Clemson's number twelve in the RPI, and going to play a tough schedule from now to the end of the season. So, uh, you know, right now I'd say they would, uh, but going to have to keep uh, you know winning these two out of three series. Got a big non-conference game coming up May tenth with Coastal Carolina, which was six in the RPI the last time uh, that I looked. Uh, but uh, but you're right. Certainly, I, you know, I would think so. The way they're playing, if they keep going the way they're going, if Caden Grice keeps hitting home runs and getting pitching victories, um, it's it's amazing. The, the Clemson baseball team and the softball team both have a player who's uh, been outstanding as a pitcher and a hitter. With Valerie Cagle in the with the Clemson softball team, so um, yeah, if they can keep this up, get another two out of three this weekend against. Uh, 
Louisville just keep winning two out of three each of the last three ACC series and then win the two um, non-conference games uh, that are left. Uh, I think they, they really can do it. There he is. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Bray. Tim, always appreciate your insight and looking forward to talking to you next Thursday. Sounds good, Lawton. Tim Bure, 803-450-0086, text line, phone line. Speaking of the baseball team, give you a little update in a minute. I, I told you about D1 Baseball's Field of 64. They did get that updated. Plus, we got a text message from Tiger Chuck about the baseball team I want to get to. We'll do all of that when we get back. Right here on the show that shakes the Southland is Clemson Sports Talk. Don't forget about our website. Put the .com on it. Dog on it. That's Clemson Sports Talk. Dot com. 803-450-0086. That is the way. That is the way that Tiger Chuck got in touch with us. That is the way that you can be a part of what we do. You can be here each and every day with us on the show that shakes the Southland. Call us, text us, hang out with us. With a quick break, we'll come back with some baseball updates for you right here on a Thursday afternoon. Back at it, the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan. Again, I mentioned before the break, going to give you a little update on uh, college baseball. We talked about it earlier, uh, but did not mention this in our interview with Tim Bray. Uh, the D1 baseball projected field of 64. LSU's the number one overall seed. Wake Forest, the two seed. Vanderbilt, the three seed. South Carolina currently, according to D1Baseball.com, projected to be the number four overall seed. Hosting in Columbia, Clemson, the two seed. Walford, the three seed. And Davidson, the four seed. So, right there, uh, Clemson and South Carolina uh, linked up. But, as I, I mentioned, with a three-game series coming up against Louisville, Tim Beret brought up the fact that the Tigers have that midweek game next week at Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina currently, according to projections. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Uh, the ninth seeded team in the 64-team uh, field uh, for... Clemson to be able to go and take a second game for them would be impressive and really continue to help the Tigers' resume uh, as they move forward during the remainder of the baseball season. Shifting gears just a little bit here, I mentioned earlier our Carolina Hurricanes 
Well, of course, last night they opened their series against the New Jersey Devils in a big way. 5-1, the final score. The Hurricanes lead that series one game to none. They'll play tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on TNT. Tonight at 7 o'clock on TNT, the Florida Panthers up one game to none over Toronto. They will face off. And then at 9.30, Seattle leading Dallas one game to none uh, will also face off in that series. And by the way, both of those teams that are leading are the road teams. The road teams won the first games in both of those series. Of course, the Carolina Panthers uh, have home ice advantage. So you were thinking I was going to say, you were thinking I was going to say home court advantage. No, 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 no. I know the lingo. Home ice advantage. I did, however, Failed to mention that last night, the Golden Knights of Vegas, Las Vegas, uh, beat the Edmonton Oilers 6-4. to So uh, the Knights are the home, you know, have home ice there and are the, uh, are the higher seed. So that's what it's currently looking like there. How about, though, our Carolina Hurricanes. Looking to see when. I I don't even know why. For whatever reason, I was I don't see. Okay, there it is. Saturday is uh, the second game for Edmonton and Las Vegas. But keep your eyes on our. Hurricanes tomorrow night, big game, big opportunity to go up 2-0, 7 o'clock, excuse me, 8 o'clock on TNT. Hockey, big screen, high def, worth it, totally worth it. In the NBA tonight, my Los Angeles Lakers look to take a commanding 2-0 lead on the road at Golden State, 9 o'clock on ESPN. I'm not going to lie to you, it's going to be tough sledding. Golden State's favoring the game by six and a half. Steph Curry, uh, with his back against the wall, is guaranteed to be fantastic tonight. Hard for me, hard for me to imagine that Steph Curry's not just phenomenal. But that's the only game on the docket tonight in the NBA. Tomorrow night, game three, Boston goes on the road to Philadelphia. The Sixers stole home court advantage with their victory in game one, lost game two with Joel LMB back in the lineup. Uh, 7.30 on ESPN tomorrow night. The nightcap, 10 o'clock on ESPN. Denver, up two games to none, goes to Phoenix with a chance to go up 3-0 in that series. Not going to lie, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if Los Angeles could beat Phoenix. I don't know if Los Angeles could beat Golden State. And I'm not certain they could beat Denver. But I'd put LeBron James and those guys up against Denver. 
before I'd want to put them up against Golden State and Phoenix. So just go ahead and knock those two teams out, and I'll take my 50-50 shot of getting into the finals with LeBron and Anthony Davis uh, and the lineup that they have, the way they're playing right now. Isn't it amazing? They put a cast of characters around LeBron James that are basically egoless, and they are getting a lot more out of them than they did when they had other big-name stars there, like Russell Westbrook. You know, Austin Reeves is is a, you know, when, when you're putting together a team, I, I think what we have learned here in recent years, you, you can't try to stack the deck. It's not going to work. You can't, the, the egos in the rooms are far too big. And I know people say, are you saying that about Le- LeBron James? I am not. I think he's far from being that guy. But the Westbrooks of the world, uh, the James Hardens of the world, the Kyrie Irvings of the world, the um, Kevin Durant's of the world, the guys who you know can't really share the ball the way that Magic and Michael and LeBron were willing to do. You get too many cooks, man. Too many cooks spoils the soup. And that's what I think uh, the Lakers had going on. And now I think they've got it just right. It's like the porridge man and the three bears. It is just right right now. And the Lakers are cooking. And, and it'll be tough tonight, don't get me wrong. But if they go up 2 none, rack them, advance them, because that's going to happen. We'll hit a break. Stay with us. Back at it, the show that shakes the Southland. We were talking about dollars earlier. Well, Dexter Lawrence, Giants All-Pro, reached an agreement today on a four-year, $90 million extension, including $60 million guaranteed. The deal makes Lawrence the third highest-paid defensive tackle in the NFL. How about your boy? Sexy Dexy Clemson. 60 million guaranteed money. I mean, that's incredible. Makes him the third highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL. Wow. And good for him, man. Uh, when he was at Clemson, I absolutely loved I said this earlier talking with Tim Bray, but uh, I loved covering Dexter Lawrence. Um, you know, he had one of the great quotes of my time um, covering Clemson when he was asked about, I think I asked him about uh, you know, the young guys getting in the game and, and being able to play and he said something along the lines of well it helps me keep a little tread on the tire you know, something, something along those lines. You know, just basically saying, hey, keeps me, I, I, I get to stay healthy and fresh. And I never heard anybody use the terminology, you know, in sports, tread on the tire. And I thought, man, what a guy, what a dude. Amazing. Good for him. 
And, you know, I was listening to some of the conversations about him during the break, and they were talking about, you know, this is a pick that they got from uh, the trade that they made for Odell Beckham Jr. And there was a, a lot of people that thought maybe it wouldn't work out. Now he is a, I mean, he is a giant for the Giants and a dominant, dominant player. 803-450-0086. Text line, phone line. Again, you can be a part of the program anytime. Boy, that news. That'll jump off the page at you. Good for uh, – and look, this is all on the heels of people talking about Clemson players being bust and on and on and on. Dexter Lawrence. Making that money, man. Making that money. And I remember seeing him sitting in the uh, the uh, sugar, uh, not sugar dome, the, the super dome after Clemson's 24-6 loss to Alabama. And I think in that moment, uh, there were a lot of people that thought, you know, Christian Wilkins and those guys were going to, Bag it up, and it, it was going to be on Lawrence's shoulders that next season to you know be the be the guy on that defensive front, and you know they stuck around. They they made it work, and in that moment, and I know he was disappointed to not be able to play in the the college football playoff, but you know, I think just as a career. I mean, that group, we we actually ran an article on the website just the other day. You can go over there and find it right now. It's actually in the Share Now segment called Clemson Power Rangers Revisited. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And for for Big Dex to, to get that type of a deal uh, is, it's awesome. And I, I see a lot of people tweeting it and um, being excited about it because he's he's you know he's always the jovial guy, the fun, the fun loving you know big guy, the big fella that I guarantee is a blast to hang out with. Uh, just always always a smile, always a laugh. Great guy. Shifting gears a little bit, by the way, did not mention this, but Valerie Cagle was named one of the top 10 finalists for USA Softball's Collegiate Player of the Year. And thinking about what she's done, I, I, I don't know how, even if Clemson doesn't go on to make a Super Regional, even if the Tigers don't go on to, to, to play in the, the World Series, you know, in the softball World Series. I, I don't know how you deny her being the best player, being the best player 
in the in the country when you talk about what she does at the plate and what she does in the circle. She's top of the market in both. I, I don't know how she wouldn't be the player of the year. Like, how could there's because if you think about it, there's really and I haven't updated the stats or looked at the stats in the past week or so. But there's no player in the country that is better than her as a pitcher that's pitched as many innings as she has. And there's nobody that's been more prolific batting. Like, I think she's the player of the year. In the circle, she's 22-5 and with a 1.22 ERA. Pitching in 161 innings. One, I'm looking to see here. At the plate, 468 with 73 hits, 18 home runs, program record, 14 doubles and a triple, 53 RBIs. Again, it's, it's hard to imagine that there could be anybody that would be so much better than her that you could put them as the the best player when she is the best pitcher. One of the top three pitchers and one of the top three batters. I'll just put it that way. And there's nobody else that does both the way she does it. If she doesn't win, I'll go, I'll, I'll go on the record right now. If she doesn't win the softball player of the year, that's a disgrace. She should be easily the softball player of the year. Forget what the team ends up doing. Just talking about Valerie Cagle. She should be the player of the year when it's all said and done. All right, we'll put a bow on the show when we get back. Final segment right around the bend. Stay with us. What have you done for me lately? It's a fair question. Just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Don't forget history. Lucky for us at Clemson, the answer to the questions, what have you done for me lately, and what have you done always, are the same. We win. Final segment on a Thursday. Hard to believe, but it is a Thursday afternoon again tonight. My Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors up one game to the 9 o'clock ESPN. I was looking. Remember I talked about the situation with Alabama firing their head baseball coach amid the allegations of uh, this issue with uh, gambling and the Ohio State Commission, and and now we've seen 
three other states halt betting on Alabama games. Now, Brad Bohannon was fired earlier today. This news came out right at the top of the hour, though, and I just saw it. Sources told ESPN that sportsbook surveillance video indicated that the person who placed the bets on Alabama was communicating with Bohannon at the time. Now, I don't know much about camera equipment in a uh, sports betting facility or whatever. But I, I do have a couple of questions. Number one, let's just assume for a second that these video cameras are so good in these in this sports betting facility that you can zoom in. Now, look, if it's anything like a gas station, okay, like you've ever seen a ro- like a robbery on on a camera, you can't see anything. I don't know why. I don't know why cameras at my house are so good, but cameras in in banks and <laughs> and, and gas stations are so bad. But I digress. Maybe the cameras in this casino, in this sports book, were so good that you could literally zoom in on the phone and you know how when you call somebody, it puts the name across the top? Maybe the name across the top was Brad Bohannon. Is it not possible? I mean, if we're just going to talk about... And again, Alabama has fired him, so... Is it not possible that there's another Brad Bohannon out there that this person just happened to be betting on the game that just happened to be Alabama? I mean, look, I know I'm connecting a lot of strange dots here. Or is it FaceTime? And if and if it is FaceTime, is it possible that there are so many people watching the camera? Like, I can this is fascinating. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. But is it possible that there are enough people in this sports book that a FaceTime phone call is zoomed in from a camera? The person sitting in the room, they must have like facial recognition software that triggered, uh uh-oh, this is Alabama's baseball coach potentially. What was the bet placed on? Uh-oh, placed on Alabama. I mean, that like that's got to be the way this goes. We talked about AI on the show the other day. Part of artificial intelligence is the ability to recognize faces. Now, I don't have any software. My 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 Google Photos will do it pretty decent. Um but I don't know a way at this time to like take somebody's picture, you know, like a a real person in the world, put it into a system, and then all of a sudden have it go off CSI. Uh, what was the what was the movie, um, with Tom Cruise in it back in the day where they would they were like manipulating? It was almost like a touchscreen, but you just use your hands uh, up in front of a board. What was ah oh, golly? Now I got to go look. Minority Report, I think, was the one. It was in the future. Uh, I mean, do they have like some Minority Report technology at the sports books that 
somebody could come in on the phone FaceTiming. First off, why in the world? If that's how if this if that's how this went down, Bramble Handed, first off, why are you betting on baseball when you play when you're coaching baseball, you big dummy? But number two, why would you be FaceTiming anybody where your face is on the screen, you bozo the clown? What are you thinking? If that's how this went down. But even if it is, imagine Sportsbook able to zoom in, see you on FaceTime. Put your face out of all the faces on FaceTime and all the people in the building into some kind of facial recognition software. Pinpoint you as being Alabama's baseball coach. Recognize that you were betting on your own games and then pull the cards. Like, (laughs) if that's... If that is CSI how this went down, that is some major metrics. Uh, uh that is that is that is something else, man. I mean, how else how else could that have happened? It's not like the guy's on his on his uh FaceTime. And like one of the cronies at the sportsbook comes over, like, excuse me, sir, who are you talking to? Oh, Alabama's baseball coach. Who are you betting on? Alabama. This had to be done without him knowing. This is going to be fascinating to follow. I got to get out of here, though. We will be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Till then, as always, y'all take care now. And go Tigers! With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.